One of the uh, great Christian writers in the past century was C.S. Lewis. And he had a very interesting reflection on the things Jesus said and reflects on how radical they can seem. I'm sure you've heard of that here in this gospel. Some of the phrases that our Lord says can be a little bit shocking, jarring even. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's, that's a pretty, pretty amazing demand. So C.S. Lewis, he asked the question, well, who is Jesus that he could say this kind of thing? Now he replies, some people think Jesus is just a great moral teacher, but they don't believe he's God. One example of that was Thomas Jefferson. He made his own Bible. He cut out all the miracle stories of Jesus out of, out of the New Testament in order to make his own little Bible because he didn't believe that Jesus was, was God. Okay. But C.S. Lewis, he says, that just doesn't make sense. He says, only God can make demands like this, like we heard in the gospel today. And if Jesus claimed to be God, there are really only three possibilities, he said. Either he's a liar, a lunatic, or a lord. Liar, lunatic, or lord. Either he's a liar, telling false things, a lunatic, saying crazy things, or he's Lord, God the Son, come into our human flesh. Of course, we're all here because we've chosen, out of those three, Lord. Jesus is Lord. He isn't a liar. He is the truth. He's not a lunatic. He's the one who's making sense out of our crazy human condition. He is our Lord, our God, the Son of the Eternal Father. But the incredible thing about our Lord is that even as he makes these demands, as he's calling for this kind of loyalty at, a, at, a, at an amazing level, he isn't just one who's sitting back and absorbing all the adoration. Have you ever been around a person who's got a lot of advice or a lot of requests from you and doesn't lift a finger to do them? Well, Jesus is not like that. Jesus, in, in Jesus, he is the God who suffers for us. Now, Think of that for just a second. God who is infinite, who is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, knows everything, that God suffers for us. That is amazing. So he can tell us to take up his cro- our cross because he's taken up his for love of us. Once this truth hits us, it changes everything. There's this story. I love this story that the, the Archbishop of Paris, you know, like 20 years ago, was Cardinal Lucinje, and he tells this story of this boy who was raised in Paris in a very anti-Catholic family. And he hung around kids who were like that, he was with a bunch of his friends outside of church. And they were kind of making fun of people who were going to church. This was back in the 30s. Finally, one of the kids dared this one boy 
said, I dare you. I double dare you. Go into that confessional and make a fake confession. He said, wow, that sounds, that sounds fun. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. He didn't think it would be hard at all. So he swaggered into the church, plopped down in the confessional. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I have robbed three banks and I've killed a hundred people. Well, as a priest, I can tell you, you don't hear confessions like that very often. So he immediately knew that this was not a sincere confession. So he threw the dare right back at the kid. He said, my friend, I, I see that you think that ridiculing this sacrament is a lot of fun. Well, I'd like you to do something that's even harder. I'd like you to stand, go up to the middle of the church, go up to the altar, look at the big crucifix there in the middle of the church, and I want you to stand under it, and I want you to raise your fist to that crucifix, and I want you to say, Jesus, you died on the cross and I, for me, and I couldn't care less. That's your penance. Not your typical three Hail Marys penance, obviously. But, oh yeah, I can do that. So he said to his buddies, went back out to church, come here, let me, let me show you what I'm going to do. So he got up there in front of the church, looked up at the cross, Jesus Christ, you died on the cross for me, and I couldn't care less. But once, supposed to do it three times, right? as most good penances are. Jesus Christ, you died on the cross. And I couldn't care less. He's looking at it, looking at the cross, and he looks at the wounds in the hands, on his feet, the side, the crown of thorns. Jesus Christ, you died on the cross. And he just couldn't finish it. He couldn't finish what he had said before. He lowered his head, and he walked outside of the church, and he left. All his friends, of course, were having fun at his expense as they saw him like that. Now, Cardinal Lucigé, when he told this story in a homily, he, he, he had a real dramatic way of in it, ending it. He said, I was that boy. I was that boy. <laughs> that moment of standing under the cross and looking at the cross transformed his life. Transformed his life. When we look at the cross, we see why Jesus can ask of us to love him more than anyone else in this world. Because he's done that for us. As much as we love certain people No one like Jesus. No one like Jesus in our lives. He's died on the cross to give us eternal life. Every day, let's go to him. We find our Lord there helping us to carry our cross. When he says to carry our cross after him, it's because he's leading us carrying his. Our times of carrying the cross can seem heavy. It can seem hard. But with him, they are much lighter. Our crosses are never in vain when we carry them behind our Lord. So, 
just like the young Cardinal Lucige, we can look up Jesus at the cross and say, Jesus Christ, you died on the cross for me, and thank you, and I love you, and help me to carry my cross as well.